0: Night, baby. Good night, baby. Good night, baby. It's time
1: to go to sleep. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Lullaby the First Steps. Today I'm very excited to have a guest presenter, and her name is Aniwa. Welcome, Aniwa. Hi, Mari. Thanks for having uh, me. It's, it's a very, very exciting thing to have somebody who has been doing something new and um, associated with lullabies, but also associated with creating original music. So I am delighted to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, Aniwa.
2: Um, well, I am a songwriter. Um, I'm also an occupational therapist. And with those two things combined, um, I, a couple of years ago, created a business called Blackbird Songwriting. And for Blackbird Songwriting, we, um, I run that with my sister. And we write uh, songs for all occasions. Um, but what we love to do is therapeutic songs. And so um, we like writing songs um, that reflect, uh, reflect someone's journey through life. Um, We write songs that really honour and acknowledge difficult periods that people go through in life and just...
1: Yeah, what an incredible gift to give somebody. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tell me about your interest in perinatal mental health. What actually is that and and what has um, focused your attention on that? So perinatal mental health encompasses um,
2: postnatal depression. Um, but also antenatal depression and anxiety, and it also includes um, postnatal and antenatal um, psychosis and OCD as well. So perinatal mental health is just an
1: umbrella term for all of all of those. Mm-hmm. And where does music and what you do fit into that? What What have you been involved in? So
2: about eighteen months ago, we. Um, came up with this idea to do a project around perinatal mental health, a songwriting project. And so for the project, our aim was to really connect the stories of women who had had an experience of perinatal mental health. And what we endeavored to do was to write a song um, that would be based around multiple stories. So it would become a collective song that would
1: really reflect um, many journeys into one. And how did that process go? How did you find these women?
2: Yep, so we contacted Panda mm-hmm. and the Gidget Foundation and through them um, they put us in touch with uh, Panda Champions and also Gidget Angels. And and can, that, can you just tell me who? Yeah, what, what, so, what are they? So Panda Champions and Gidget Angels are um, mothers who have lived experience of some kind of perinatal mental illness um and they you know they've got a a role it's different for all of them but uh, it's mostly about sharing their experience um to other mothers just spreading awareness um in the hope of reducing stigma so that's Mm -hmm. kind of their role so um but we also put the call out to local Port Macquarie mothers Mm -hmm. um and in the end we had 12 mothers who got back to us that's fantastic Yeah, yeah it was really great and um yeah, and we spent a couple of months chatting to these women over the phone. Um, I saw two women in person and most of them over the phone. And we just had a really open, honest conversation about their experience. Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: what, were, what were some of the key messages that you took from that?
2: It really was amazing to do this collective interviews. Mm. Um, and so... I went into it not really having any expectation of what they would what they would um, share with me, but in the end, you know, obviously they shared their story about um, pain um, and the challenges of motherhood and their depression or their anxiety or their psychosis. Um, they were very very real and very honest about their experience. Um, but at the con- as the conversations progressed, they also spoke a lot about hope. Mm. Um, And the things that many of them spoke about was this feeling of connection and finding connection with other mothers, with other women was such a big part of the healing
1: journey. And how did they do that? How, How did they find the other mothers?
2: All different ways. So for some it was play groups or art therapy classes or um, women's circles or just friendships or People that had come into their life as a result of them reaching out, you know, and sharing their story Um, And so that was really beautiful Yeah, to, to witness it Most of the women felt like that. They felt like they'd been through this dark period and then part of them coming out of that was finding this connection with other women and it's just so important that we have that with, with each other on these
1: journeys. So tell me about the song that you and your sister wrote. What, what, um, what guided you with the lyrics and what guided you with, with the style of music that you chose? Mm-hmm. And what's it, what's it called? Um, the song is called The Valley
2: Below. Mm-hmm.
1: So... Um, And our style
2: comes a lot from uh, the folk tradition, I guess, so that storytelling tradition, um, which, you know, our main influences are Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, and this goes back to (laughs) days in our family household when we were listening to that music with um, my family. Um, And so basically with the lyrics for the song, um, obviously I'd spoken to these 12 women, I'd written down notes... Um, and yeah, I really just immersed myself in those stories for a couple of months. And I just let them sit with me, let the let stories just float around, dance around me. Um, and then I, I really wanted to find a way to bring them all together. And so, um, what I started to do was just visualize, um, visualise this this woman you know like this archetypal woman mm. um and so she became the woman in the song and she was the representation of 12 women um and so it's her story and i think the way that I think the way you can do that when you're writing lyrics is um, leave it open and have a lot of imagery. And so I didn't want to make it too specific. I wanted um, yeah, I wanted to include a lot of imagery so whoever was listening to the song could
1: um, almost project their story into the song. And is that, is that your hope for the song? That it is going to be something that people who are experiencing some kind of mental illness over that period mm. can actually hear that they're not alone?
2: Yeah, so um, so many women experience some kind of um, mental illness, perinatal mental illness, and yeah, they feel alone. They don't reach out because of the stigma. You know, they feel ashamed. They feel like they can't talk about it, even to their close friends and family, this yeah this feeling that I've got to keep it secret and that was definitely a big theme in the song um, so lots of women spoke about having a disguise or wearing a mask or leading a double life or pretending that they were someone they weren't we definitely wanted to write this song and our audience would be a women who who were struggling in their journey as a mother but didn't quite feel the courage to reach out
1: Oh, it's an extraordinarily yeah. important thing. Now Tommy, me, um, the women who are involved, have they heard it? Yeah, they've all heard and, it. And yeah. what, what has the response been? <laughs> they, they've already loved it. Yes.
2: yeah. I got lots of feedback from them and just I think that um, the acknowledgement that they felt from listening to the song or um, just that honouring of their experience was really touching. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Now this is on YouTube and I'll put the link of the YouTube video onto our website which is www.lullabythefirststeps.com but we will also play it now so you can listen to the valley below and just a warning it is about difficult feelings and difficult experiences and so if you're feeling particularly vulnerable at the moment you may like to just leave it and, and come back to it another time but uh, it is an incredibly beautiful song.
0: home a place she can She making She
1: Absolutely gorgeous. It's an incredibly emotional song, but my goodness those lyrics are powerful. And you're saying that your sister is singing it, she's got a beautiful mm-hmm. voice, doesn't she? Yeah, she's got such a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Aniwa. Well, what do you hope for this song? What do you hope now you've released it out into the world, what mm-hmm. do you hope it's going to do? Our
2: hope is that it reaches mothers, women who may be struggling, um and just gives them a sense of hope a sense of connection to other women who might have gone through the same thing and have recovered and have come through on the other side, but also the message that they're not alone um, and to reach out and to tell somebody what they're
1: going through, not to do it on their own. Such an incredibly important message. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening to this podcast and know somebody who would really benefit from hearing this song and realising that they're not alone, please forward it to them. And thank you, anyway. Thank you for sharing that beautiful gift. Thanks, Mari. Thanks for having me. If anything in this podcast has caused you concern, you can contact PANDA on 1300 726 306 or Lifeline on 131114. If you've enjoyed listening to Lullaby the First Steps, please press subscribe and also share it with your friends. For more information on how important lullabies are or for the lyrics of the lullabies we learn on the podcast, please go to our website, which is at www.lullabythefirststeps.com. And until next time, happy singing.